You're listening to The Journey Podcast. What if yoga held the blueprint for a holistic healing experience? Stay tuned to find out more. Hi, I'm Petra Brunbauer, and with decades of experience with sadness, pain, anxiety, and stress, I finally figured out how to leave all that behind. And this podcast shows you how to break free permanently so you can reclaim your sanity and find the self-esteem and energy to go after the life you desire. With real talk about mental health, holistic healing, and the tough journey of coming out the other end, this is The Journey Podcast. Welcome to today's episode. In this episode, we immerse ourselves in the fascinating landscape of yoga therapy and trauma-sensitive yoga, exploring their profound potential as transformative tools to address trauma and enhance overall well-being. Through our exploration, we uncover the ways in which yoga, approached with sensitivity to trauma, can serve as a catalyst for healing and self-discovery. As we navigate the intricacies of yoga therapy and trauma-sensitive yoga, we shed light on the powerful impact that a trauma-informed approach to yoga can have on our mental, emotional, and physical health. We delve into the principles and practices that underpin this approach, providing insights into how it creates a secure space for us to reconnect with our bodies, cultivate resilience, and promote healing. Anne-Laure Purcell is a yoga therapist and trauma-sensitive yoga facilitator who specializes in mental health and emotional health. She supports people in navigating anxiety, depression, burnout, and trauma recovery through yoga. At the core of her work is helping people reconnect with their bodies to create safety and trust from within. Here is my interview with Anne-Laure Purcell. Hi, Anne-Laure. It's so great to have you on the podcast. I've been looking forward to getting to chat with you because yoga therapy is such an interesting space for holistic healing and mental health. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. Yes, it's my pleasure. Actually, I think this is such a wonderful topic to dive into today and explore a little bit more about how all that connects together. So I'm excited to dive in. Do you want to share a little bit about yourself and your own story and how you came to do what you do today? Yeah, of course. I will start when I was an engineer. So that was my first career after I graduated from university. So I did that for about seven years. And towards the end of my time as an engineer, I discovered yoga, started practicing for myself. You know, I guess I really discovered like the benefits for myself. At the time, I was looking for like a way to, you know, have more movement practices in my life. But everything that I had tried was kind of like not really fully what I was looking for. And so when I came across yoga, I realized that it was, you know, more than just like a physical practice. It really like helped me mentally as well and kind of like dealing with the stresses of life in general. And so I decided to do a yoga teacher training. At that time, I really didn't think I was going to teach full time. I was more doing it to learn more about yoga, to deepen my own practice, to learn more about myself in general, I think. 
And, you know, I also used to be someone who did not like to talk in front of people. I So that was another reason why I didn't think I would be really comfortable, like teaching a yoga class, being in front of a class full of people. And I guess something happened. And when I taught my first class, I really felt like it was something that I was good at, something that I could do. And there was a little bit of discomfort, of course, but I also felt like it was really something that I wanted to share with people. And then as I was starting to teach, I came across like a few different teachers and mentors who were talking about yoga for trauma recovery, yoga for mental health. And that really, I guess, piqued my curiosity. And I started to learn more about that. I did another training around trauma sensitive yoga. And yeah, really like dove into the ways that yoga can be supportive for our mental health. So yes, like the physical benefits are definitely there and, you know, it's all connected. And so our mind, body and spirit, you know, really are connected to each other and work together. And the more I learned about that, the more I wanted to learn. And I think maybe it's my kind of engineer mind that just wanted to like understand like how this practice worked and why it was helpful. And so I decided to do my yoga therapy certification. So that took a few years of studying and practicing and working with people. And yeah, so I've been teaching yoga for the last eight years now. I've been a yoga therapist for the last five of those eight years. I recently did a more like in-depth trauma-sensitive yoga certification to really learn more about like the different ways that people are impacted by trauma and how really those movement practices and breathing practices and really like bringing the body into the healing process can be such a powerful journey, I think. So yeah, that's where I'm at today. Amazing. Thank you so much for sharing your story with us. And yoga therapy sounds fascinating. I mean, we all see those crazy pictures on Instagram where people are twisting themselves into all sorts of poses. But how is yoga therapy different from those things that we might see on social media? Is there a difference? Yeah. So yoga therapy at its core is about working either with individuals, so like, you know, one person at a time, or like small groups that have a similar therapeutic goal. So the idea of yoga therapy is to use the practices of yoga to support a person wherever they are, mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually. And I think a lot of what we see about yoga, you know, on social media or in the media in general is very much focused on the physical practice, more of like the advanced kind of, you know, poses and postures. And for most people, like this can feel kind of unattainable or unaccessible. And so the difference with yoga therapy is that it's really there to meet the person where they're at and find practices, whether it is movement or breathing or relaxation or meditation practices, find ways that those things can be supported for them here and now, regardless of, you know, their physical abilities, regardless of whether they are not able to stand or whether they have like, I don't know, a very flexible or strong body. So, I think that would be the main difference, you know, and to with more like regular classes that you go to at a studio, it's a lot more individualized. It's a lot more like tailored to the person and where they are and what they need in this moment. 
but it's definitely like interesting to like see the way that yoga is being portrayed you know especially in western countries and see how like maybe like a tiny part of what yoga is has been taken and kind of that's the only thing that we see really so I'll have to say like I'm quite passionate about trying to introduce people to like a different way of doing yoga that it's not necessarily movement that it can really be focused more on like the philosophy and kind of like how you approach life and how you live your life rather than our ability to do advanced uh, poses and and stand on our heads I guess <laughs> yeah that makes sense and it's kind of interesting like you said that that's what we do see out there when for the majority of people practicing yoga that that's not where they can start it's maybe not even where they will ever get to so it kind of paints a little bit of hopelessness maybe for people who might think yoga is for them and they're a bit afraid to try that because of what they see so yeah it's mm -hmm. very encouraging to hear that you offer this more individualized and more gentle approach for healing and yoga therapy you mentioned can be applied also in a trauma sensitive way it can help with the healing journey so what kind of things do you see when you work with clients and how does that change their mental and emotional well-being when they start working with yoga therapy Yes, a big part of how I offer yoga is the trauma sensitive aspects. So I think whether, you know, people have like an experience of trauma in their life or whether they're working with anxiety, depression or burnout, like these are the four things that I work with primarily. I think like the first thing that I really work with people is creating a sense of safety and trust in themselves through their body. So that looks like starting to cultivate more self-awareness and so noticing how am I feeling? What do I need? What would be helpful for me right now? Because I feel like in the culture that we, in like society that we live in, maybe especially in the US, you know, there's definitely that sense of like pushing ourselves, doing more, trying harder. Like that's just a lot of what we are kind of immersed on a lot of the time. And I think what tends to happen with that is that we tend to override a lot of like our own needs and we don't really like know anymore what we really need, like at a core level. And so that's usually where I start with people, like trying to support them in like reconnecting with those needs and starting to give that care to themselves. And so I think what that helps people with is yeah creating that safety and trust that like yes they can trust themselves they can rely on themselves so that's one aspect of it i think another aspect of where yoga can be really helpful is that it offers a lot of tools for self regulation so you know especially with mental health and like whether it's anxiety depression trauma burnout like there's a lot of us are kind of like walking around feeling like really dysregulated and overwhelmed and you know agitated in some way or more like shut down and so having those tools to be able to regulate yourself and come back to a place that feels more like centered more present in yourself i think is a big part of that and and of course like these two things kind of go hand in hand right like knowing that we have the tools to regulate and to feel more centered is also part of like creating that safety and that trust in yourself. And another part of it, especially when it comes to like past experiences of trauma is having a choice again or making choices for ourselves again, right? So 
if you've had an experience of trauma, often like that power, that choice was taken away. And through those practices, we start to restore some of that power and choice, like noticing that, okay, like in this moment right here, I can choose how I move. I can choose how I breathe. I can choose how I take care of myself. And I think overall, like with all of these different things, you know, it's all about like being very gentle and gradual in that process. Again, I think like that sense of gentleness is something that is, you know, hard I think to find in our society these days like I feel there's there's a lot of like like hardship and suffering for a lot of people and so to come back to that place of like being a little more kind to yourself being a little more gentle with yourself can go really a long way and so yeah I think all of these different things are part of like how I teach whether you know it is a group class whether it is with a person one-on-one helping them like reconnect with all of these different aspects of themselves and restoring all of these different things that I just talked about. So safety, trust, power, a sense of choice, a sense of like security and steadiness within themselves. Yeah. And that is, for me, I find so relevant as some of the things that we lose when we experience trauma is, yes, that sense of safety, no doubt, but also even being allowed to voice what it is that we want, even thinking about that and for once making that the priority over taking care of everyone else. So very interesting that you mentioned that. I feel like that's a big part also of a lot of the stress and burnout comes from is because a lot of, especially women, don't have those opportunities to really listen to themselves anymore and actually find out what it is they want and need and voice that. So Mm -hmm. that's wonderful that through yoga therapy, you get to reconnect that and you actually get to pause and think, well, what is it that I need? What is it my body needs at this point? So yeah, yeah, that Mm -hmm. sounds wonderful. Now, I imagine that you work with all sorts of age groups Is there any kind of differences between maybe elderly people taking up yoga or younger people or people who have had physical injuries, for example, might have mobility challenges? Is there anything that yoga therapy can do with the varying ages and abilities to move? Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, one of the things that I really love about yoga is that it's a practice that can really adapt to where you are in life and what stage of life you're in, because there are so many different practices and like way to move your body, ways to engage with like breathing practices or meditation, you know, whether you're like on the neurodiverse spectrum or like physical abilities or different ages. Like I think there's really something for everyone within yoga of course, not every practice is for everyone either. And so it's interesting to be able to work with different people from different stages of life, different ages, different ability levels. And I think because of the way that I teach, I guess, in the way that is really to encourage people to tune into themselves and really ask themselves, like, what would feel helpful for me right now? What feels accessible for me right now? It really like allows the person to make that choice for themselves of like, 
okay, like I might try this or maybe today I want to challenge myself a little bit more. Maybe today I want to actually rest a little bit more. And so I'm going to go for like less maybe intense types of practices. So that's one aspect of it, I guess, like really putting that or at least supporting people to make that choice for themselves. Because of course, it's easier said than done because of like, like I was talking about kind of like the push from like society and culture to like always kind of challenge yourself. Sometimes it can feel hard to discern, okay, what's actually what I need and what part of this is like what I feel like I should do. And so that's, you know, one kind of thing that we explore a lot in sessions. But I think also when it comes to different, I guess, physical abilities as an example, yeah, I guess like there's ways to adapt every single practice, I think, to fit the person's body, to fit the person's strength, to fit the person's flexibility. And like, I don't see it as a goal to be able to do more like advanced kind of practices in that way. So again, like it's really about meeting the person where they're at. And also, I guess, sharing those practices in a way that doesn't make people feel less because they not able to do this or that because whatever practice they're able to do I think like that's where you know the benefit is going to come from like I often say this in sessions it's like the best practice for you is the one that you're able to do and that you are going to do and so I guess it doesn't really matter like what it looks like and I think that's a tough one for a lot of people to kind of like let go of like oh, but like, I don't look like this typical yoga person. And so therefore I can do yoga. And so breaking down, I guess, that kind of approach and belief that we, you know, I think all of us have that in some way, you know, it's kind of like part of the practice as well. And being able to find ways to practice yoga that probably look way different than most of what we see, like we were talking about earlier, and letting that be okay, you know, and I think part of that process, you know, and that's a big part of the yoga philosophy is like accepting what is, accepting what is in this moment and being present to, okay, well, today I can't really balance and maybe tomorrow I'll be able to, and maybe not. And it's kind of like going with what each day gives you, I guess, (laughs) that process of like accepting, okay, like that's where my body is at today. And going with that, finding peace with that. Hmm. I can imagine that that kind of acceptance and letting go can be a big part of the healing journey when you don't have to fit into a certain standard that has been set for you, but you can just enjoy the practice and really feel into your body and listen to yourself. So yeah, that sounds very healing, actually. Some of the things that you touched on before, like burnout and anxiety and stress, a lot of those come from our very, very busy lives. So is there a way to add or enjoy yoga therapy even when you are really busy? Can people fit this into their lifestyles? Can they make room for that? Are there practices that can be a bit shorter or be adapted to people who might not have a lot of time? Does that work in that sense as well? Yeah, absolutely. And you know, very often in like the first few sessions when I'm working with someone like that is a a big thing that I try to work around with people because, you know, I really want them to 
have a practice that they feel they can fit into their lives and that feels accessible to them in all of these ways, right? Like not just abilities, but also, okay, like I work these many hours or I have kids or my schedule is really full. So yeah, it's about like finding a way to fit yoga into your life and not the other way around, right? So yeah, often we'll start with like a practice that's maybe a few minutes a day if that's where you're at. And then maybe as you start to make that more of a habit and find, you know, a bit of a routine with it, then there's space to like add to it. But, you know, very often like a lot of us have this image of like, oh, I have to go to an hour long yoga class for it to count, whatever that means. <laughs> and so again, like kind of changing that approach or that, I guess, belief that we have around that is a big part of, of the work that I do with people very often. And yeah, finding like maybe a five minute practice at the beginning of your day, maybe it's another five minutes in the afternoon, or if you feel like it's a day where you have more space, then maybe you can do a few things together. But yeah, that's a, a really important like part of it. Again, like if I'm not here to give people things that they're not going to be able to do or that don't really feel like they can fit into their lives. And so we really try to like work on, okay, like what feels accessible, what feels feasible and doable for you at this time. And also knowing that it might change, right? Maybe right now you feel comfortable, like having 30 minutes every day to do something, maybe in a month that's going to change or vice versa. And so knowing that like there's space for things to change and that we don't have to be like so rigid, I guess, in our approach. Because I feel like I'm definitely guilty of that, like of thinking, okay, like I'm going to do this every day at the same time and it's going to be the same for like the next, whatever, six months. And, you know, we often find ourselves like maybe it's like a week in and it's like, oh, that feels so <laughs> daunting to try and fit that in. And so also like kind of having a bit of a flexibility with yourself of knowing that like, maybe today you don't do it and that's okay. You can come back to it tomorrow and allowing that to be okay, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And that's almost a wisdom in itself that our body brings to us when it says, oh, today I'm, I'm not really up for it or today I don't have the energy, you know, also telling you some of the things that you do need in that time and moment. So yeah, I love how individual yoga therapy is and how individual you are making yoga therapy to make this accessible to your clients. It sounds wonderful. Now, do you want to tell our listeners a little bit about the programs and services that you offer? So if they enjoyed this episode and they would like to work with you, how can they do that? Yes. So I offer individual yoga therapy sessions. So I do these either locally in Flagstaff in Arizona, and I also offer those online if you don't live locally. So that's one option. And so like I said, those ones are more individualized, more tailored to what you're going through. And so if you feel like that might be a better fit for you because you need a bit more of that individual support, I would definitely recommend that option. The other option is that I have a, an online membership. So the idea for this membership is to explore like all of these different things that I talked about actually during this episode of like 
cultivating self-awareness, learning self-regulation tools, learning ways to make choices again for yourself. So in that membership, we explore all of these different things. And I share with you some shorter practices to support you. There's a community aspect to it. So finding support with each other as well, which is an important aspect of this. And so this one is all online. So obviously it's a less individual option, but it can be a good way to give it a try and see if like any of those practices resonate with you and if you find that supportive. So yeah, that's the two options that I offer at the moment. Amazing. And we will be linking to all of Anne Laura's offerings in the show notes as well. So be sure to check there for the links to her site and to the membership. And if you'd like to work with her one-on-one -on -one as well. And this has been another incredible episode. And I really hope our listeners have enjoyed our journey into yoga therapy as much as I have. It has been fantastic chatting with you today on the podcast. And Laura, thank you so much for your time and wisdom today. I loved all the things that you shared with us. And I hope our listeners found this really, really valuable as well. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. It was so much fun to talk about this and share this with your listeners. Yeah, amazing. Thank you so much and take care. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to listen in. If you enjoy the Journey podcast, please support us by subscribing, sharing on social media and leaving us a review. We appreciate you. And you can find more of The Journey on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok and our website, thejourney.com. Sending you love and courage and see you next time.